Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Sacred Garden. I'm your host, Candice Olive, and as always, I am so grateful for you being here in this space with me. Thank you for taking the time to join us here in this community with all the other listeners out there, and I hope you can get all the nourishment that you need, whether you're an active listener or you are new to this space. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about creativity. We are going to understand what creativity looks like from an alternate perspective. We want to go beyond what we already know and challenge a little bit of the notions and cultural conventions that we have really been taught and conditioned to have from a very young age and are continued in to be conditioned. And we want to look at what creativity looks like and the possibilities of what creativity can do for us in our everyday life. We also want to look at what role it can play in your self-healing journey and how it can help you in your conscious expansion, as well as how we can anchor into embodied creative function. So let's take a moment and really think about what is creativity, because I think If I think about the first thing that would come to my head, all of a sudden I'm thinking art, I'm thinking dance, I'm thinking music. I'm thinking about these creative forms that we sort of engage with as forms of nourishment and entertainment. But I sort of challenge these in myself and I think about, hang on a second, In many ways, that form of creativity is situated in a time and a space, and it has a specific gaze on it. Now, when we look at gaze, I'm thinking about our cultural conditioning. We have been taught from a young age what constitutes fashion, what constitutes a good musician or a good artist, what constitutes a a good painting, a good sculpture, so on and so forth. And so this forms a part of almost our cultural understanding of how we determine what is of value, of high value, and is what is of a lower value. Now, if we want to look outside of this and understand creativity from a more broader perspective, and if I may say, say from a spiritual perspective, I've sort of put down creativity in a more expanded way to be the formation of creation, creation as a manifest in itself that establishes an undefinable link between reality and possibility. I think of the fact that creativity allows us to step out of logical reason for a moment and walk into the world of intuitive flow. It is the manifestation of forms in our physical and metaphysical reality that have the potential to expand beyond our conscious reason. Sometimes when we think about two things, we automatically say, no, those two things can't go together. Because in our head or from what we've been taught, they can't go together and that's just it. But sometimes we need to allow ourselves an opportunity to step outside of that and try and see if they can go together. And if they don't, they don't, but maybe they can and we've just been taught a certain way for such a long time. I think the beauty of really looking at creativity in a more expansive way is that we can see that it is a distinct manifestation of difference and authenticity, that which can never be replicated but is unique only within a specific system. Let me break this down a little bit because I know that was a lot of words and maybe I said it a little bit quick for you. 
The thing about honest, true, conscious creativity is that in no time and place can that thing ever exist again. You can make the same cake every day for the rest of your life, but every single time that cake is going to be different. There is going to be something that has been changed of it. Either it's because of the environment or the ingredients that you're using. Maybe you used a little bit of a different technique or a different bowl. It can be the most minute change or the biggest change. And in so in many ways, you can never truly replicate something because it exists specifically in that time, in that space, and in that moment for you to engage with. So if we think about creativity as more of an energy and an essence, we really begin to understand the ways in which we can engage with this divine form. Rather than looking at it as something we just consume, we can also think that it is something that we can embody. In our everyday lives, we are constantly being creative beings. We are creative vessels. In every moment that we make decisions, we expand our capacity to experience life. And in that way, in the fact that we have that power, we can say to ourselves, I've done something the same way, but tomorrow I can change. And therefore, I open myself up to something completely new. Even when you have a routine, you need to understand that no two days are the same. You are a different person in every different moment. The person you were 20 minutes ago, there has been some form of minute change, but it is enough for you to potentially make a different decision to what you have made 20 minutes ago. I think about what I knew of life this morning and the decisions I would have made. Would I have, I have gone out? Would I have stayed at home? And I think about now from what I know of my day, if it would have been the right decision for me. And I will use that as a framework for the future decisions I make. Now, if I have one way of doing things and I decide no, it doesn't matter what changes outside of me, this is the way I do things. Automatically, I'm limiting my experiences in life because what it does is it cuts me off from opportunities to experience something different. So I'd really like to allow this podcast and give you the space to engage with creativity in a different way and hopefully understand the ways that you as a divine being can be a creative vessel to really engage with a different way of understanding and experiencing life. If we take this renewed sort of understanding of creativity and we put it towards your conscious expansion and your self-healing journey that you're engaging in, or maybe you're new to this space, and I hopefully this can help you a little bit to open up to a new way of seeing things, we can think about the fact that creative function allows you to harness into the power of being able to see beyond reason and into the realm of possibility. It takes you a step away from logical reason, just even for a moment, and it says, you know what, I know that this is the way things are supposed to be, but what else can I do with this? 
maybe it's like, I'm going to talk about baking a cake because for some reason, maybe I just love cake (laughs) and it's just this amazing thing to talk about. But I think it really, baking is one of those things that we've all engaged with at one point or we've seen happen around us. I want to think about the way in which we use specific tools in baking. Maybe it's a mixer and you're um, mixing eggs or it's a sift. I think it's a sieve or a sifter and you're sifting the flour. As we have evolved, we have learned different ways to do that. Now, if you think about the way that baking used to happen in the 1950s, I remember they used to have, it was almost this mechanical um, egg beater and you used to turn the mechanism on the side and it would make the, um, I don't know what you call them, the, uh, the bottom egg beater parts, it would make them spin and it would beat the eggs. Now, you can also do that with a fork if you like. Or in our modern day and age, we have hand mixers. Taking that a further, we also have freestanding mixers where you can tap a button, leave it, and it will mix to the right consistency. Now, if I was stuck in in one way of doing things, I would still be using that fork to mix those eggs, and I'm telling you, my arm would be sore. But we are so lucky that we live in a modernized world and we have been given the opportunity to do things in a different way so that we have the space to engage with other aspects of life. And that's what modern living has done for us. It has almost automated a lot of processes that we would have done by hand. And of course, there's pros and cons to this. If you engage with it in the right way, modern living can really help you in towards expanding your life in a different way that maybe we didn't have the capacity to do before. So I think truly and honestly, the power of creativity is beyond our limitations and it really melts those limitations of what we thought life could be and it takes us into a free fall. It allows us to expand as much as we are willing to expand, see colours in a different way, see outfits in a different way, allow bodies to move in a different way see forms of art that maybe we would see as weird as something wonderful and diverse and beautiful. When we look at creativity and conscious expansion, we are thankful for the way that it allows us to take alternate perspectives of what we already know and experience ourselves from varying manifestations. Who did you think that you were and what you could do, what your capacity and capabilities were 10 years ago? What do you know now and how are you doing it differently? And that's a really big one because I think we learn as we grow and we embody our wisdom. But I don't think always we have to anchor into experience and having lived something to be open to something different. This is where we anchor in and decide, hey, I know that I'm maybe I'm this age and I should be at this capacity, but I want to go higher or I want to go in a different direction. I have the power to do that and I'm going to allow myself to be more open to a different way of seeing things. The thing that I am so grateful for when it when we look at truly embodied divine creativity is that it reminds us of our expansive nature. 
that we are not defined by our current circumstances, but rather we are made stronger by the way we navigate the mysteries of our existence. I've experienced this so much in my life in the past couple of years, and with everything that's happening in the world, it has pushed me beyond my limits of who I thought I was, what I thought I could do, and has made me realize that sometimes I have to look at things differently. And I have to understand that I need to move with the flow of the world, but not be swept away by it. And I think that's something that is so empowering because sometimes we look at limitations and we say to ourselves, well, I can't do anything. And we get angry and frustrated. And you know what? I'm with you. I felt those emotions. I allow myself to feel those emotions. But sometimes we need to take a step back and come back to maybe it's something we're trying to do or something we're trying to figure out. Come back to it with a fresh mind a couple of days later, a couple of hours later, and see what we come up with then. Sometimes taking that time away and allowing ourselves just a space to sit with ourselves gives us an opportunity to clear away these preconceived notions that we maybe have in that moment and embody and embrace a different way of seeing things. This is really great because when we look at self-healing, working within a realm of creativity creates the opportunity to unravel any narratives we may hold around our trauma and take a higher perspective and allow it to really inform our conscious expansion on the level of the soul. I think sometimes we understand our lives from our own perspective. We look at things really subjectively. And I know even as someone who works, who is an energy healer and works with energies, when I do my own healing on myself, I have my own idea of what my life is, how I exist within this world, who I am, what things have triggered me, what things have resulted in my trauma. But I need to realize that when I see it from an inside perspective, I don't always see all the things that are happening around and beyond me. Sometimes you need someone else to look at it from an objective perspective and tell you things that maybe you're seeing in a completely different way. And I think this is what creativity really allows you to do. It says, hey, you can be whoever you want to be but that doesn't mean you are defined by that person. And so today you can make that decision that you are no longer going to tolerate a certain thing, that you no longer need to live up to a specific identity and you can constantly remake yourself and become the person that you truly believe yourself to be. There is something that is so special, I believe, about individuals who embody their creative function to the highest form who exists not just on this physical plane, but whose head is almost in the clouds in a way. They are walking between the physical and the metaphysical worlds. They are harnessing the power of reality, one that is, one that is yet to be, and one that is coming into formation. When I think about people who have done and are doing this, I think about someone like Prince, uh, even David Bowie, the way they express themselves through their art and through their music. There was something about them, not only in their art, but in the way they were, in their identity, that was very fluid. 
They sort of took a shape that spoke to them, whether it's the way they dress, spoke, referred to themselves, the way David Bowie painted on his face, his expression, the way he sang. It was very unique. It's something that sits in your head and you're like, wow, that's inspiring. I want to be like that. I want to be vibrant. I want to be different. Of course, it's not for everyone. Some people may be like, no, that is definitely not for me. But for others, it takes them into a different realm. It's like, okay, in our everyday life, you wouldn't see something like that. In the system that we have in our head, that doesn't fit. You wouldn't see someone walking down the street like that in many places. But in some places, you will. People who are keyed into that way of understanding creative expression. The thing I loved about artists like Prince was the way that they were less about form and more about how they pushed the boundaries of our society and their own self-definition. Prince was someone who was constantly remaking themselves in every way, shape, and form. And it wasn't everybody's cup of tea. Some people just were not on his vibe, but other people really were. And I think this is something that's so important because if we didn't have these sorts of people, we would live a very straightforward, ordinary life. They are almost sparks for our society, a spark of creativity into the unknown, into possibilities beyond what we already know. Now, we can look at this not just in art, but in all discourses. Think about the way in which many inventions harness into the energy of creative function. If we didn't have people who push the envelope, people in the medical field, people in electronics, people in the way we eat and different foods, if we didn't have these people who were willing to experiment and take risks and try, many things that we have wouldn't cease to exist. I probably wouldn't be sitting here because I wouldn't have been able to fly almost, what is it, 24 hours across the world to be in a new location. I think it's so beautiful that these sorts of people exist because they harness into the idea that you can only see as far as you look. Are they special in their own way? Yes, but we all are. We all have access to be able to see the world from varying perspectives. It is in our ability to be open to difference beyond the narratives that we know and allow ourselves to be truly, truly, truly expansive. I think embodied creative function is really a balance between objectivity and subjectivity. It is what you know versus what you experience. It is personal bias alongside truth. Now, truth is something that, I mean, if we want to get uh, philosophical, truth is something that's a question mark in itself because truth is dependent on specific circumstances and on our common understanding, but that can be different in, in different social, economic, political, cultural settings. But in many ways, it is this sort of balance between what do I know of who I am and what actually exists out there? And if I frame things in a different way, how does that change the way that I see myself and the world? I would love to share with you a few practices and ways of seeing that 
I believe allow you to be more conscious in your everyday creative practice. Now, a big thing to remember is that creativity can function in every way and in all ways. It can be in your career, in your relationships, in what you do for fun, in the way that you think about your future, your past, and your present. So I invite you to be open in how you use these three different, uh, let's say, aspects and tools of stepping forward into your embodied creative function. The first one I'd love to talk about is imagination. I invite you to think of possibilities and use your practical knowledge to begin to bring them into reality. A really great way that you can do this is by connecting in with your inner child, that inner youthful essence within you, and engage more with play. Think about the things that you did as a child and the way that you thought as a child and the freedom that you had to express yourself. Move away for a moment from conceptualizing and rather harness the conscious power of intuitive flow. You think about a child and you think about when children are playing. If a child wants to use your washing basket as a spaceship, to them, that is a spaceship and they commit to it fully. They will take your pots and pans and put one over their head as a helmet and use the others as wheels or as a drum, whatever it may be. Children see into a completely different realm and with a different sort of eyesight, lens, perspective of this world to what we as adults have been taught to see the world. And I think it can be something that we can all learn to embody in having fun again with how we understand ourselves and the world. Sometimes I think we take things so seriously. And of course, it's important to be serious and to be grounded and to be practical. But we can also have fun. Think about if we just worked nine to five every single day and we didn't do anything after work. We just went home and went to bed. And that was our life. And on the weekends, we just stayed at home and didn't do anything. We'd probably be really drained, super burnt out. And I mean, there are some people who this is their reality. I lived it for a while and I just felt so uninspired and unmotivated with life. But I think we have this unique opportunity to change that and allowing ourselves to just imagine something different. Whatever way you wanted to express that, I allow you to be open in that medium. Maybe you want to turn to art and you want to write a story or you want to paint. Without allowing it to take any real form, use that paintbrush and just paint any color that comes to you. Go out into nature. Climb a tree, but please be careful. Don't hurt yourself. And also be aware of your physical condition and function. Please be safe. Go out and explore and see what's out there for you. I think you'll be very surprised with what you'll find. The next sort of way that you can be conscious in your creative practice is by taking risks, the smallest risks and the biggest risks. Try something that you may be interested in, but you believe that you might never be able to do. I think in being more open to learning a new skill, we can really harness on our existing abilities. A lot of the times people think that 
if they try something new, it's going to be something that is completely without of their, outside of their ability and they're never going to be able to harness it because it's just not what they think they can physically, mentally, spiritually or emotionally do. But it's really funny because in a lot of ways we don't realize that we are the basis for how we learn that skill. And so we use ourselves as the foundation and then we make connections between what we're learning and what we already know. And in that way, in its essence, that is a form of creative function because you are taking something and you are morphing it into its own unique knowledge base from your own wisdom that nobody else can possess because nobody has lived the life that you've lived. Nobody has seen what you've seen or knows of the world as you do. I encourage you, if you're more analytical, if you're more logical in your mind, more practical, to choose activities that are more in flow. I'm thinking things like swimming, for example, or dancing, baking, or self-massage. Things that may have some form of of, um, routine and structure to it, but are also very open in the way that you engage with them. They have more of a rhythm to them. If you are more in your physical body, I invite you to connect with experiences that harness your emotional capacity. This may be connecting with animals, volunteering, or watching a romantic movie. If you are someone who is more in your flow and is already connected, let's say, to your emotional body and your spiritual body, and you sometimes might get a bit overwhelmed and feel like your head is a little bit in the clouds, work on activities where you are having to be more practical. This may be something like building, something where you have to use your hands. Maybe you're building IKEA furniture or you are making something like pottery or something that I have learned and love to do, especially at Christmas to ground myself, is making a gingerbread house because I have to really be there in that moment. I have to think about the way I'm applying things. There's a routine, a method to it, and I have to follow it. I can be a little bit creative in my own way, but if I don't look at the structure, well, everything's going to fall apart. Other ways that you can get a bit more grounded are to read about something new, a a new phenomenon, a new concept, a new area of knowledge that maybe you have never experienced before and that has a new set of functions for you to understand and expand upon. In many ways also, meditation can be a really good way to get back into your body. I think what it does is, depending on the way in which you meditate, of course, because there's so many different forms of meditation, but it gives you a moment to center yourself, to organize your thoughts a little bit, and to come back into the totality of your physical and energetic bodies. Um, You can take this even further if you like, if you like more active meditation and try a different form of meditation to what you're used to and see the ways in which that allows you to come back into your body. There's so many options out there. These are just a few, but I invite you to really try something new and do something that might be polar opposite to what you're used to. The benefit of doing things like this is that they open you up to a new world. 
and you just don't know what you might like. And maybe you hate it and you go, I'm never going to do that again. But what have you done? You have given yourself a step up. You've gotten out there. You've shown yourself that there is more out there for you and not everything's going to be for you. But you are navigating the world in a different way from the set or the function you have already established, sometimes as a way of protection or sometimes as a way of comfort. But getting out of your comfort zone is so important because honestly, it's the only way to learn. The last sort of way that I'd love to share with you is about openness. I want you to really understand that your past is there to help you grow. But it's so important that you integrate your past and your past knowledge into your intelligence. Make it a part of your active wisdom. Work past any experiences that you've already experienced or um, engaged with and be prepared to be challenged in the way you understand life. The divine is, and the universe in essence, is so amazing in the way that they work through many people and through many mediums. You never know what message is trying to reach you through listening to maybe different podcasts that you wouldn't normally listen to, different forms of music, eating a different food, trying a different sport or exercise, going to a country that maybe you don't think that you would have a connection with, but something within you says, you know what, go out there, see, just be open for a second. I think sometimes we look at social media and we look at where other people have been and we're like, oh, I want to go there. I want to go to that tourist attraction. But maybe it's not for you. We're just used to engaging with these activities because we've been taught to do things in similar ways to others. But doing something different is okay. You don't have to like what everyone else likes. Allow yourself to explore and be open to the mysteries of life and to really step into who you truly are. Because I believe in this way, in engaging with creativity and creative practice in this way, we allow ourselves to become the best versions of who we want to be. I'm going to leave you now with a little bit of embodied channeled wisdom. It is that we are all conscious creations. We are all unique in our own way. The universe sees us as beautiful, perfect manifestations of divine art. Your difference is your beauty and your imperfections your grace. Honour your authentic expression. You are the universe experiencing itself tenfold. Thank you for taking a moment to connect with the Sacred Garden. I hope this place has provided you with all the divine nourishment that you currently need. I look forward to meeting you here next time. Many blessings and infinite love.